0: 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada. Call 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call one 800 270 for confidential help in Michigan. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code Baseball and get your $1,000 first bet offer today.
1: Right it's a game! Just Baseball Show is presented by BetMGM. Use code JUSTBASEBALL for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on any MLB game. And start betting with the king of sportsbooks, baby. Jack and Peter on Tuesday, June 13th. We're going to talk all-star ballot... We're gonna mention the oakland A's. we're not gonna really talk about them we are uh, gonna
0: talk about the oakland a's it, for 30 wanna... straight minutes because they deserve it
1: i don't wanna we're gonna mention the oakland A's. uh we're also gonna talk some injuries you were not hurt in your softball game you put up some numbers i saw on uh on the ticky Tacky. thank you for finally bringing it up because it is big news yes yeah. um we're
0: only allowed two home runs per game in our softball game slow pitch softball athletes they know the drill you know, you can't go through so many balls. The fences are normally short. It is slow-pitch softball, so it's a little bit easier to hit home run, so they have to deter it in some way. But there was a right-field fence. It's a little bit hard for a lot of right-handed bats to go opposite way. Yeah, not you. are esque Stanton-esque, not me. Absolute piss missile over the right-field fence. And it's another home run. It's just It's another step in the direction of an incredible softball season led by me. It's incredible. So
1: do you ever think maybe you tout yourself up as an athlete a little too much, or do you feel like you don't do it enough? Yeah. What do you mean? Of course I don't. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. You
0: I only mention it every week. What do you
1: mean? I'm doing it too much. No, I'm, I don't think too much. I think, you know, like it's always about your successes i need to hear about the failures because baseball is a game of failure but in slow pitch softball if you're not failing then we have nothing to talk about
0: and i totally agree with you i would bring you failures if i had them yeah you know it's like single? if i go how about if I the go single nine, that i saw
1: before the homer real quick cutting you off is that driving in a run team guy glue guy are you kidding me that was almost more impactful than the home run all right okay i get it are you an all-star would you would you make the cut in the first fan vote Uh, I mean, it depends what country is
0: voting because the Toronto Blue Jays dominate the ballot and I am not Canadian. So that's the issue.
1: Which is kind of crazy and I get it. And this is the problem with the fan vote. We see it in the NBA. We see it in Major League Baseball sometimes and too. I've I've shit on Chris Bassett too much for Toronto Blue Jays fans to trust me. So I don't think I'd
0: get a single one of their votes.
1: Yeah, I, I understand. We're gonna walk through the first MLB All-Star ballot because the first voting returns came out. Um leading vote getter that I see in the American League here at nine twenty-four, nine hundred and twenty-four thousand votes through the first cycle is Shohei Otani. Are you stunned? Number two is Aaron Judge. Did you, know Ohtani, did you know that Otani? do you know Otani's fast? I did know Otani's fast. Yeah. Okay, you, cool. Again, you tell me <laughs> that every week. Um yes. But the leading vote getter, the only guy with over a million votes tallied so far is Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves. So I'm going to walk through this. I've also got the ballot up here. I've got my ballot. Um, and, and here's how I would vote at this point compared to the American League and the National League. Hmm. Let's run through the AL real quick because the catcher, in the American League is Adley Rutschman. I agree. Sal Perez technically has a higher OPS, but Adley, I mean, we know his value transcends offensive numbers, um, so it makes sense. I might vote for Jonah Heim at this current juncture. So, yeah, Heim is probably second. Mm. Adley's a little flashier. Yeah, Adley is, and Adley's got the name recognition. Jonah Heim doesn't really. He's one of those breakout guys. Yes, both switch hitters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jonah Heim is almost as good a defense. And now Adley, Adley's been so damn good. It's hard to take him off the mantle, but I want to shout out Jonah Heim because he has been
1: excellent for the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was the leading vote getter at first base in the American League. I disagree with that. I think it's Yandy Diaz. I don't think it's close. Um, I agree. But Vladdy has the, the sex appeal with his name. I guess because Yandy's played a lot of third.
0: He has played first. A ton too, so he should be qualified as a first baseman. But I totally agree; should be Yandy Diaz, and yeah. like not even a debate, really. right?
1: The, the lone the lone ranger here um, is Marcus Semyon at second base. Yeah. I think Semyon is so far and away the leader in the clubhouse here. I don't think there's anybody close. If Altuve was healthy the whole year, whole year maybe, but it's Semyon. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely, Marcus Semyon. So Chapman is the third baseman, and I don't hate it. Um, I think that Chapman is probably more deserving than a guy like Isak Paredes. Uh, Jose Ramirez has been good, not great. My all-star third baseman in the American League at this juncture is Josh Young with the Texas Rangers. Mm, I don't hate that
0: one bit. That's that's. What about Josh Donaldson, hitting one no. fifty?
1: No, played like eight games. No, not Josh Donaldson. It, it's been a down year at third base all it around. Has. Yeah. He, J-Ram is an 840 OPS. We expect him to be around 900. He hasn't been that. Um, Young, the fact that Young has almost an identical OPS, better power numbers, he's hitting for a higher average, and he's on the best offense in baseball, I I lean Young. I think that Young is a great one. I I don't think, though, that you can go wrong
0: between J-Ram, Chapman, and Young but I like giving the Rangers their shine because they fucking
1: deserve it. So give me Josh Young. Why not us? Yeah, so toss up at shortstop here between the guy that is the leading vote getter right now and the guy that I think should start. Leading vote getter mm-hmm. is Bo Bichette of the Blue Jays. I love that choice. I would absolutely make that choice if Corey Seager wasn't tearing the cover off the ball right now. Also, Juan of Franco.
0: I mean, you, you, I don't think you can go wrong there between the three of them. The only thing that could dock Seager slightly is the health. He hasn't been as healthy as Wander and Bo Bichette, so I would lean Bichette and Wander over him a little bit. But if we're talking about in the games that they played, I think Corey Seager has been the best shortstop in the American League. But due to that, I'm going to give it to the guys who have been healthy. So I would have to go back, but the
1: decision would for me would be between Bichette and Wander. And those have been, so those three, I could argue, have been the three best shortstops in baseball because the National League shortstop situation is no bueno, and we'll get to that here in a moment. Um, Outfield trio in the American League right now is Judge, Alvarez, and Trout. Judge, yes. Yes. Alvarez, yes. Yes. Mike Trout, edgy, but no this year. Like, it's Mike Trout. He's going to start the All-Star game. We know that, so I'm not going to sit here and argue with it, but... You know he he is about three hundred thousand votes behind Aaron Judge. Understandably so. If this were a true like meritocracy all star vote, I think Randy Arosarena is the third starter. And honestly, with how infectious that guy is and how world renowned he is now, I was shocked to not find Randy Arosarena on this list. I would arguably put Randy over Yordan. Um, it's tough. Yordan is so. Jordan has 17 pumps compared to Randy's 12. Jordan has 55 ribbies compared to Randy's 44. And Jordan yeah, is gi- OPSing almost 100 points higher. You're giving Jordan kind of the credit that that's what he's built on, right? He's built on
0: home runs, RBIs, and OPS due to the slugging. But look at stolen bases, right? Look at some other stats that Randy is a little bit better in. I'm sure the WRC plus is a pretty damn close too. At right. full health. Who do you want? I'll pull up the WRC plus. Well, at full health, health. Jordán Alvarez is the best that's hitter the in name. baseball outside of Aaron Judge. So yeah, if who's better, Jordán's better. But in terms of production this season, I would take Randy because he's also the better defender too, which does matter.
1: So remember these numbers: Jordán has a 168 WRC plus and okay. 2.3 WAR. It's pretty high. 168. <laughs> yeah, that's really high. What did I say? 168, 168, 2.3. Okay. 158, 2.4 for a Rosarena. So very comparable.
0: That's uh, yeah. It's, it's close. It's close. And that's why I said it's arguable, but again, no debate that those should be the three. Absolutely. Um, and, and Jordan, de- we're going to talk about Jordan's health thing, which will affect the voting moving forward. That's probably why my brain was
1: like, "Well, Randy's healthy right now, and he's going to continue until the All Star break." Right. So I, I do think Andy probably or Randy probably edges out one of these guys. I think Arena should start in the All Star game. Start. He also over- should be getting so many votes. Anyone who watched the World Baseball Classic, yeah, like- get that man as a starter. We need his energy. Right. Like you see him at the top of the leaderboards. How are you not voting for Arrosoarena? the only thing that's tough
0: has there ever been a better all-star than mike trout i mean how many how many chevy cars has he won
1: yeah give me the tri- mean, give me the facts.
0: he's always 2 for 2 with a triple and a home run in the all-star game so it's yeah. like
1: if he starts i'll be very happy dude should have a garage just dedicated to the fucking chevys that he gets from the all-star games it's insane he's got every version nuts um Shohei is the clear-cut answer He's the leading vote-getter In the American League Don't need to dive any farther Fast Give Jake Berger Yeah, he's fast Give Jake (laughs) Berger his flowers Give Brent Rooker his flowers They're not sniffing Shohei Otani Do we even have to give Jake Berger his flowers? Yes Okay Jake Berger has been the lone bright spot Okay The lone bright spot Flowers There, I did it Thank you Jake Berger And they don't need to be nice ones They can be grocery store bouquet Like just whatever an a flower. That's whatever. it. Okay. Here's a dandelion. What? Here's dandelion. a dandelion. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Pick one for you. Do whatever. The one that <laughs> what do you blow off and everything goes away? Is that a dandelion? Or uh, they grow into one of those puffers? I don't uh, know what it's called either. Yeah. <laughs> give him like picking picked weeds if you want. Uh National League. Sean Murphy is the leading vote getter behind the plate. Yes, Sean Murphy is the best catcher will smith deserves some love
0: yeah let's let's not forget about that bad man in los angeles who is hitting rockets
1: yes but murphy has been better
0: agreed i would take murphy because murphy has been almost as good offensively arguably in the same ballpark and he's just such an incredible defender absolute rocket from behind the plate he he should be the starting catcher for the all-star game but again we cannot sleep on smith no he's the first reserve will smith and I would take Will Smith over any American League catcher. So that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah. Um. First base in the National League, Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers is the leading yep. vote-getter. You can be swayed by Alonzo's 22 pumps, but you shouldn't be because Freddie is hitting three thirty eight Freddie He's got a nine ninety nine OPS. It's Freddie. 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 Guy's a freak show. Love um. Him. Second base is Luis Rice. There is no other answer. Uh Brian Kenny said he doesn't really care
0: about 397.
1: Yeah. He did drop
0: below 400, so do we care anymore? But I do. I, I do. care. I care a lot. I care about 397. It's um, so cool. I don't like we always say like a 20 game winner. I will always be a sucker for a 20-game winner. I'll yeah. always be a sucker for a guy in the batting average title. Like, it's sick. It brings you back
1: to your roots of baseball. No, dude, no. like, the wins leaders and the batting title winners, it's cool. Like I think it it's cool. still cool. Don't let yeah. anybody yeah. tell you otherwise. Analytics has
0: pushed us in such a direction that it's like, you're not even allowed to appreciate it. I am appreciating it.
1: it. I appreciate I it. I'm
0: sorry. Um no, yeah, don't I apologize. Mean- we are not apologizing for
1: appreciating – Good, honest baseball. Sorry. Uh, Nolan Gorman does have 15 times the homers that Luis Arise does. I don't care. But he's 397. hitting Yeah, 397. 397 compared to 257. Yeah. Give me that. Um, yeah. All right. Leading vote getter at third base, Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals. This is really tough. Third base in the National League has not been good. J.D. Davis is probably the other answer here. But, like... Max Muncy hasn't been good. Austin Riley has been pretty bad. Brian Hayes is only heating up now. Manny Machado has been putrid. There's not many good options here. When you combine star power and what production he's offered, Nolan is the answer.
0: Yeah, probably Nolan. I'm just
1: trying to rack my brain. Yeah, it's got to be Nolan. Because there's, yeah, it's Nolan. Yeah. Who do you think is the leading vote getter among National League shortstops? Did you see? Cruz. Nope. No, I haven't seen yet. That's I
0: wanted to go into this blind so you could surprise me. Ellie De La Cruz? Nope. <laughs> that's, that's who I'd vote for.
1: So it's Orlando Arcia. Atlanta, stop flooding, the vote in,
0: the, stop flooding the ballots, please. It's Atlanta and it's Toronto over and over and over again.
1: But let me tell you who my vote is, and you may understand why it's Arcia. Okay. My vote's Geraldo Perdomo it's been a terrible position like you're three leaders in the clubhouse right now matt mcclain geraldo perdomo orlando arcia mcclain's been up for like two weeks is dansby not up there if you sort this list by ops yeah mcclain's got a 905 Sort it by war, though. I want it to be sorted by war because shortstop defense is so impactful. MLB.com does not give me that capability, but just oh, we'll it. take war into account, okay? McLean, 905. Perdomo, 868. Arcia, 855. Nobody else above 800. Then you go to Rodolfo Castro, Dansby Swanson, who's at a 741. Xander Bogart's at a 740. Paul DeYoung, Chris Taylor, Francisco Lindor, Ezekiel Tovar, Trey Turner with his 6.86, Adamus with his 6.75. It's been terrible. Yeah, I mean, Dansby Dansby does have a 2.3 war,
0: so the so, OPS hasn't been there, but yeah. he's still walking a ton, and he's got a 3.46 OBP. He's a slightly above-average hitter right now, but the defense has been so good for him. And well, then, then you have Tyro... Sorry? What's Perdomo's? Perdomo's F war is... He's not even on this list. Is he even qualified? I don't know if he's qualified, my guy. Like I can't, I can't vote a guy who's not qualified. So you can't vote for McLean then. Yeah, I can't vote for those guys. Perdomo... For me, for me, it would be Dansby. I mean, Dansby has been arguably the best shortstop
1: defensively in Major League Baseball. It's just all of his other numbers are so freaking lame, but like... Exactly. So Perdomo is a 140 WRC plus right now. And What 2. about Tyro Estrada? What about Estrada? Ter- Estrada is not eligible. Estrada's over at third base, I think.
0: Uh,
1: I'd go Dansby. Okay. Okay. I go Perdomo, which such is Such a boring like, answer. It's vomit-inducing. <laughs> yeah, it is. But... Uh- Shout out Geraldo Perdomo for having a great year so far. Shout out Geraldo Perdomo. Um, I, we're going to do like weirdest all stars. I think Perdomo might be weirdest all star. I'll still Three. never go over how Brock Holt made that all star game. He did not deserve it. Crazy. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. Like, who's this year's Joe Mantiply? It might be Perdomo, might be Brent Suter in Colorado. Oh, yeah. It should be Brent Suter, but he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Mantiply deserved it last year. He's outsmarting guys. But you, you do the walkthrough on Fox in the pregame where you go through the reserves, and there's <laughs> one guy that makes just a diehard Sures baseball fans like say, Who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that might be suitor this year. Yeah. Um, three outfielders in the National League. Acuna is the leading vote getter in all of baseball. Then you got Mookie Betts and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I can appreciate that. There is a glaring omission. He is the war leader in all of baseball. And he's Lourdes Goriel Jr.'s teammate. How is Corbin Corbin, Carroll not on this list?
0: Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Corbin Carroll is also going off right now. We're talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. And the fact that he's got 13 bombs and 28 stolen bases. And he is no doubt deserving of the most votes. Corbin Carroll has the same WRC+. at 159. He has the same F-War at 3.2. He also has 13 home runs and he has 19 stolen bases. They're both getting on base near a 400 clip. Corbin Carroll actually has a higher slugging percentage and he's walking more. There is no debate. Corbin Carroll has been almost as good as Ronald Acuna Jr. And by WRC Plus and F-War, he's been the exact same player. No doubt, Corbin Carroll should be starting in the All-Star game. People have been asking me, like, what about Ellie Day LaCruz for rookie of the year. I'm like, he's so exciting. You see me just gushing over him day over day, but he ain't Carroll. He is not Corbin Carroll. Remember when uh we got roasted at the beginning of the year? He was gonna have a higher F 4 Brandon Nimmo or Corbin Carroll. We all said Carroll. Yeah. We got
1: destroyed. Yeah. Look at him now. Look at him now. His floor is so dumb high. I'm
0: so obsessed with him. He's perfect.
1: I mean, he's he's pretty close to perfect.
0: I, I said on a show that I think he's going to be not only win one MVP, I think he's going to win two in his career. Yeesh. Yeah. It I love him that much. I mean, this is a 30 30 guy, I think.
1: This year? Mm, I mean, down 13
0: home runs through 62. He's going to be easy. 30 stolen bases might be 40. Give me yeah, down. I mean, he could, he could be 25 to 30 home runs, 40 stolen bases every year while hitting close to 300. I mean, yep. and playing amazing defense. Yeah.
1: I mean, fuck, that's so good. That's no, incredible. His year to year production is like if you elevate Bobby Witt Jr. by a step, like what you think Bobby Witt is gonna do, like Carol's just gonna do a little bit more than that.
0: But, but like, even in Bobby Witt's best year, he ain't like, I don't He's know if he has Carol. the bat to ball to hit 300 like Carol can.
1: No. no. And walk like Carol can. He's got yeah. great play to He's Never There's gonna walk no like Carol can. There's no holes. Yeah. Um, last one, DH JD Martinez, the Dodgers is the leading vote getter. I think Martinez is the right vote. Jorge Soler is here as well. Soler's been freaking awesome. Um, tied with Aaron Judge for uh, 19 home runs, second to Pete Alonso's 22. Yeah, so I think just for the sake of like having fun with it, I go Soler, but JD Martinez might be a, a teensy bit more deserving. Shout out Heim Bloom give me JD Martinez as my National League DH. Yep. Uh JD Martinez, Nathan Uvalde, Michael Waka, and then they've got Corey Kluber in long relief. Ooh. Nice That's not ideal. Nice. Hey Brian um, Bale pitched great. He he did. He pitched well. Yeah. Um talk to me about the Oakland A's cuz I'm I don't want to add much here. Uh this is one of those where I'm like, well, it's going to end. And then it didn't. The Oakland Athletics have won five straight games. Let me bring you back
0: to the Moneyball era where they went on a 20-game win streak. Nope. Is it going to happen? Probably. 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 No. I mean, the A's, they took down a Brewers team, which I thought was very, very impressive. Um, They swept them. And in the month of June so far, they have the number three offense in major league baseball with a 130 WRC plus. They've gotten good production from the bullpen. They've gotten good production from a couple of starters, most notably JP Sears, who is actually a decent starter on their team. Paul Blackburn is back. Remember that former all-star last year? We're talking about all-stars. Paul Blackburn, the all-star. Let's treat him with some respect. Did he end the year with an ERA around five? Yes. Doesn't matter. No, because he was an all-star. That's always going to be on his mantle. So they got him. They got JP Sears and they got an offense with Ryan Oda, who should be near the top of the rookie of the year voting. They have Estur Ruiz who's one of the weirdest players in major league baseball is a hundredth percentile sprint speed. But for some reason is one of the worst defensive center fielders, actually the worst defender in major league baseball by defensive run saved doesn't really make any sense, but he's still getting on base and he's stealing bags at 40% clip. So every time he gets on first base, he steals 40% of the time. That's by far the most in major league baseball, Brent Rooker, is just not slowing down. I mean, he's still got that swing and miss, but he ain't slowing down. Seth Brown is kicking him back up again. They got some players. They are not a joke. And the Royals, hey, they're right there with the A's. So if we're going to crash on the A's, make sure to do it with the Royals because they're only a couple wins away from each other. Shout out Oakland. We're here. It's A's country.
1: They ain't leaving Oakland until 2027. So... Buy stock now. It's so much more fun for me uh, to hop on the Rockies bandwagon because when the Rockies but the Rockies like it's family fun at the ballpark every game. Oakland, there's nothing fun about their situation until they win five in a row, and you know that they're a ticking time bomb. They're gonna lose ten in a last time. The Rockies lost one five in a row. I, I don't know. I don't care yeah. because there's enough around the Rockies aura that I can appreciate. Are you willing to plant your flag in the Oakland A's satirical bandwagon? Yes. I chose a way better team to plant my satirical No, you
0: did flag. it because they'll never be anything. The A's, at least everyone expects them to be the worst. People only expect the Rockies to be like the fifth worst. And they're like the worst. The A's are like the third worst. And everyone thinks they're way worse than they are. I'm actually buying low. Props to me again. Go Oakland. Remember when I said they're a slightly above average offense against righties in this specific time period? It's it's all clicking. I'm riding the A's till the brink of dawn.
1: It's a good team, sort of. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. And I guess I'm just going to hold the A's over your head now. You've you've created an avenue for me to pounce, and I'm going to pounce on you. I mean, they're just going to keep winning ballgames. But what I hope is that you'll shower
0: me with praise when the A's finish with like 64 wins.
1: Yeah, did you take an over win total? No. Are you going to jump on it right now? No. <laughs> so, but I Okay, we got to the bottom of it in about but
0: mentally. Minutes. But mentally, I'm in. No, for the bit, you're in. I'm in. Yeah. It's not a bit. Look at how serious I am.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm serious about my Rockies fandom, Peter. Okay. Did staying, you put money on the Rockies over Wind total? You no. Know, <laughs> staying, <laughs> staying in the AL West. Jordan Alvarez, unfortunately, an oblique issue, saw Dana Brown yesterday um, hop on Astros pregame. This is from Chandler Rome. Um, He said the timeline for Jordan's return is, quote, still a bit up in the air. It's going to take at least a week to get a feel for how long it's going to be, which is a brutal thing to hear for Astros fans. Sounds like Jordan might be out a good bit. Oblique issues are so tough. With a big, strong man like Jordan Alvarez, they're even tougher. I'm not going to doomsday it, but it doesn't sound like pre-All-Star break might be in the cards.
0: Yeah. Jordan Alvarez's in, uh, injury is very interesting for me specifically because I have nice Peter sitting on my shoulder. The angel Peter. And then I have the devil Peter sitting on my left shoulder. The angel Peter is saying, you love watching Jordan Alvarez play baseball, Right? He's one of the greatest hitters you've ever seen with your own two eyes. There's no game plan around him. He is better for the sport of baseball. Wishing him the fullest, strongest recovery and back to being Jordan Alvarez. But it's going to be tough for the, with that oblique issue. The devil on the left side of my shoulder says, Hey, Peter, you took his under 37 and a half home runs in a prize picks entry. And you can net a lot of money if he ends up not hitting 38 home runs or above. You should be loving this injury. You should be relishing in this injury. I'm siding with the angel because we don't root for injuries. And I'm wishing him a speedy recovery. But again, I hope he takes his time, right? Don't rush back. There's no need to rush back from this. Get back healthy and keep doing your thing. But take your time. I'm also saying the same for Kershaw. Could be due for a vacation anytime soon, right? He's done such a great job this season. He's due for like a month break. Doesn't even have to be an injury. You're just such a gremlin. Take some time off. Enjoy. It's so sunny out. Clayton Kershaw. I could get you a cruise. Like you mm-hmm. want to go on a cruise with me? Well, will just take some time off. Relax. You're such. You're <laughs> such a gremlin. It's... I'm rooting for all these guys to have amazing seasons. You no, know, you're, you're rooting for Jordan. to are rooting
1: for Jordan to get. If they right happen over. to go under their totals, it's
0: just the way it is. But I'm rooting for them.
1: With all of my heart. Your Don Alvarez is, I I mean, I've gushed about him episode after episode after episode. This guy is, when when he's on the field, is menacing a hitter as we've got in baseball. This dude had 37 and 97 ribbies last year. 37 home runs, you said? 37 home runs, 97 ribbies, had an OPS over 1,000 and still hit 306 with a K rate under 20%. He's perfect. He's huge. He's menacing. He's everything you want in a three-hitter or a cleanup hitter. That's the guy that I love watching. He's our David Ortiz. He's our big poppy. Yes. That sounds kind of weird. He's our big poppy. No, he he is. He's your daddy. He's my daddy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, man. I mean, it it sucks to see him out. Mm -hmm. It sucks that Houston needs to replace him for, it sounds like, the better part of a month, if not more. um, But, like, I've got confidence in Dusty Baker. I've got confidence in Dana Brown. I've got confidence in the players there to keep them afloat. Problem is, I think the AL West is really good. Oh, yeah. And I wonder, really if, I wonder if there's a, a chance to strike at a vulnerable Astros roster for the Angels, for the Mariners. We know the Rangers... Don't look like they're slowing down at yeah, any point. They don't point give a soon. shit. They don't give a shit. Like, and and the thing is the Astros are looking up at them right now. So my question is okay, you've got the most menacing bat in baseball. You've got the most terrifying bat in baseball, for my opinion. We've talked about that. We've talked about Judge, we've talked about Trout, all that stuff. But for me, he's the most feared hitter in baseball. You are missing that bat in your lineup. And we're going to get to another arm that, you know, they've they've kind of adjusted to life, you know, without him. But is this a vulnerable Astros team that can be bunny hopped by the Angels and the Mariners in the next month?
0: I think it's possible, but at the same time, it's not like the Angels and the Mariners are playing great baseball either. And what the Astros have is a luxury of depth. Corey Jolks has been great. Mauricio Dubon and Jose Altuve's absence has been fantastic. So they can just be regulars in the lineup. Getting Chas McCormick back in the outfield is definitely huge for them. And, of course, having Altuve back in the lineup is is big for them. They're going to get Michael Brantley sooner than later. So I still look at this Astros team, and they're so deep in the bullpen, too, and they've gotten some good contributions from starters. I still think even without Jordan Alvarez, it's going to be tough for the Angels and the Mariners because it's not like those two teams are on these crazy hot streaks right now going full-fledged at the Astros. It's not the case. If they were playing much better baseball... I'd be a little bit worried for the Astros. But the thing is, the Astros don't seem to have truly felt the Jordan Alvarez absence because of their plentiful wealth that they have in terms of depth pieces. And those depth pieces have been so good. So while it hurts, while you're right, you can make the argument between Jordan and Judge, but like we're not here to do that. Like He is one of the most feared, if not the feared, hitter in Major League Baseball, it hurts. But a team like the Ashos can stomach that loss for a month and be totally fine, I think.
1: Yes. Uh, another loss that they have stomached for a long time is Lance McCullers, who made eight starts last year, not counting his rehab assignment, um, was shut down in 21 with a forearm issue, was dealing with that for the pretty much the entirety of 22, and has missed the front couple of months of 23 with a forearm thing. And apparently he experienced a setback, according to their GM, Dana Brown. So he underwent an MRI a couple days ago. I think this happened on Friday. McCullers is, I mean, at the point where like, they just have to plan for him not throwing for Houston, which sucks because you've got Luis Garcia go down. We talk about their depth all the time, but you lose Verlander to free agency. You lose Garcia to, to injury. You're down to... Valdez, Javier, Hunter Brown, and right now they're running out Belak and JP France. McCullers is way better than that. Unfortunately, he's just been incredibly unavailable. Yeah, I mean they they need to do some moving around here
0: because they keep putting out Belak and France and they give you a chance to win but because you're much the offense more... is good. They're not yeah. going to give you a chance to win a one nothing game. Exactly. That's the point, is that if the offense doesn't show up, you're losing that game. And you can make the argument that if the offense doesn't show up, they're losing most games. But if Lance McCullers is in there, they win more of those games than they do with Belak in France, which is a very obvious take. But it's the reality of the situation for the Houston Astros. So I think they will be very active at the deadline, right? You know, they have they have a lot of good pieces that they're able to trade off in order to get an arm. Like Michael Lorenzen would be a perfect arm for them to go get. Yeah, right. it has been very solid for the Detroit Tigers. I mean, they could they could grab another a bunch of other pieces. The great thing about the Astros is that they don't need an ace, right? You have Framber, who is just unfreaking believable. You have Javier, who's still very good, and Hunter Brown is still very good. So you just need an arm to be better than Bilac or France. There is plenty of those out there, and I think they'll be fine. Again, it's it's hard for me to doubt the Astros really at any point. Does it suck that McCullers is most likely going to be out until probably closer to the postseason? Yeah, it does suck because I want to see him pitch.
1: That's the thing. I don't want to place an ETA on Lance I don't McCullers. either.
0: I, I put it way farther than maybe
1: they're even estimating because at this point, like, what am I supposed to expect? We don't know. But we haven't seen any of Lance McCullers. We saw him start in September. We saw him start, I think, back end of August is when he came back last year, and then he made one start in October, but that was it. And I think he left a
0: little bit of a sour note for some people, you know, kind of getting crushed there by the Phillies in the world series, but he is much better than that. Like he is a very good pitcher in the regular season. He
1: signed an $85 million deal. That wasn't an accident. Don't just do that. Right. Okay. on Singleton. Yes. (laughs) But that's not, that's not McCullers, man. Like McCullers proved that he was an $85 million player. And yes, he's a Boris guy, whatever that number might be a little bit heightened, but McCullers was good enough to sign an $85 million deal before he hit free agency in earnest. So it wasn't Rocktober giving it to him as the Astros? Yes. Rocktober's going to be a thing. I hope you know that. Yeah, yeah um, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you've got Garcia down with TJ. McCullers dealing with his thing. Jose Arquiti's got shoulder discomfort. He's been out since April 30. So, I mean, they're scraping. I think Lorenzen is a buy-low candidate. I think if they do buy starting pitching, it's somebody like Lorenzen. Yeah. Because I don't think you need to give up much. And to be honest, they don't have much in the system. They have enough to make moves for an arm like that. For an arm like that. But they're not going to give up Drew Gilbert. They're not going to give up any of these blue chippers. But that's what they have. They're dead. Yeah, they're not going going for Shane Bieber. They're not going for Bieber. They don't need Bieber. They need a four or a five. Lorenzen. Perfect. Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen. Perfect. Perfect. Pete Alonzo looks like he's going to be out a month for the Mets. And, and this news came in on Friday. So, you know, we were not recording at that point. The Mets worries should be heightened. And the fact that we needed a statement from Steve Cohen saying that they're not going to blow it up and fire Buck Showalter and Billy Epler is nerve wracking when you're paying more in tax penalties than some teams are paying in payroll. Without your best run producer in the lineup, and when you have to rely on Francisco Lindor, who's OPSing 700, when you have to rely on you know these other guys that have been wholeheartedly unreliable so far this year, this could be the month that things entirely slip away from the New York Mets. I know how frustrating this start has been for the Mets. It may get more frustrating for their fan base. The Mets are 31 and 35. They are six games back of
0: the second place Miami Marlins. And to just add a little bit of context to your point about taxes, the Mets pay about $111 million in taxes. The Marlins have a $95 million payroll. Yep. The Mets deserve all of the criticism that they get because they have the highest payroll, not only in MLB history and sports history. At least I don't know much about soccer, maybe. Some team gave Messi a trillion dollars and like that's bigger. But we're talking about NFL, NBA, hockey, and Major League Baseball. They have the highest among all sports in the history of America. So the fact that they're 31 and 35 is a complete embarrassment. They're, uh, you know, we are talking to Mets fans. It's funny. I was at a family reunion and a lot of my family members are Mets fans as well as our producer. On our Not Gambling Advice Twitch stream, Will Cohen, who is the brains behind a lot of the editing that's done here at Just Baseball, they all say the same thing. We're relying on the kids. We're relying on the Brett Beatty's and the Francisco Alvarez's and the Mark Vientos's to overcome the struggles
1: of some of the highest paid players in Major League Baseball. This is an embarrassment of a team so far. And Aram and I had this conversation about the Cincinnati Reds yesterday when you rely on kids, you can be good, you can be fun you're not going to be a World Series contender, I don't think no absolutely not and, and the Mets the Mets paid for a World Series contender for being honest. you said what 111 million dollars in penalties yep that would be 22nd in baseball in terms of payroll out of 32 teams. so they, they pay, pay more- penalties yeah they pay more in penalties then these teams pay in payroll. The Miami Marlins, the Kansas City Royals, the Washington Nationals, Cincinnati Reds, Cleveland Guardians, Tampa Bay Rays, Pittsburgh Pirates, Baltimore Orioles, and Oakland A's. A lot of those teams have been better than the Mets this season. Some of them.
0: Rays, Orioles. There is a somewhat Marlins, direct
1: correlation between. Guardians. Teams. Yeah. Um, eh, Guardians, has, does Cleveland have a better record than the Mets? 31 and 34 to the Mets at 31 and 35. Okay, so half a game better. Yeah. Um here's the thing. There is a somewhat direct correlation between spending money and winning, but it's not exact. And there were a lot of people that said, "Hey, what Steve Cohen is doing is bad for baseball." I don't agree. I think that Great owners for baseball. being fans is good for baseball. But if you do think that what Steve Cohen is doing is bad for baseball, where he's just throwing money at a team and creating this massive gap between the Mets and everybody else payroll-wise, them struggling is good for baseball. Because I I don't think the conversation
0: should be about Steve Cohen at all. I think it should be about Billy Epler. I mean, no wonder Mets fans are calling for his head right now. We see how free agency has worked in Texas. They've signed all these big deals. Look how good they've been. You know, the Yankees have proven that that model of signing a bunch of free agents and winning has worked now. And it's not working now, but it is for the Rangers. Like if you're going to sign a bunch of players, is it a great idea to invest all of those millions of dollars into 40-year-old pitchers? So, is it is it a good idea to extend and give a ton of money to guys who have not proven
1: that they're worth that? Okay, so let me push back a little bit on that. Would you rather have a struggling Justin Verlander right now or a TJ Jacob deGrom? Right? I think he made the right decision there, going with Verlander instead of deGrom. We said it at the time. I stand by that. I think Verlander was the better investment. I agree. That's fine. But if that's the only case we can find... David Robertson has been good in replacement of Edwin Diaz. He gave Diaz the money to be the you know, highest paid closer in baseball when Diaz is on the Hill, we expect him to be really good. He hasn't been on the Hill. That's a freak injury. That's yeah. not Billy Epler's fault. I can't point to the Nimo extension to be like, yep, fire Billy Epler. I can't point to, you know, anything else and say fire Billy Epler. Yeah, I guess.
0: I mean, but there's a lot of like between the margins moves that, have not aged all that well, right? There's a couple trades in there of them trading some big time prospects in exchange for yeah, I mean, stars that are
1: currently not on the team. There's you know Eduardo Escobar's of the world. There's you no, know, I'm, I they traded yeah, a big league setup guy and Colin Holderman for Daniel Vogelbach, who is a waste to space right now. Yeah, I got trashed for saying that that was a bad deal. Um. Yeah, so it's a tough situation. I'm not ready to stamp like Billy Epler, bad GM. I think that Epler has made some good decisions that have unfortunately blown up, and I think that that is beyond his power. Um, I think that's fine, but here's the bottom line. He has the highest payroll in sports history, and his team
0: is 31 and 35, and it's on the backs of a lot of his moves. Yeah. I just don't think we should blame Steve Cohen for putting the money in the hands. Like, I don't even think Steve Cohen should be a part of the conversation. This is, they're objectively performing way below expectations and the GM has to have some accountability, right? They have to have some accountability. Like you could go through each individual deal and be like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But when it's a collection of them and they're underperforming by a ton, someone's, who are you going to blame? Like it. At some point, Billy Epler, if you have the highest payroll, Brian Cashman has been trashed for years with the highest payroll. What is Billy Epler inept to this criticism? He absolutely deserves it. Buck deserves it. I think a lot of his bullpen decisions have been weird. I think a lot of his pinch-hitting decisions have been weird. A couple games ago, why'd you pinch-hit Louis Guillaume for Mark Vientos? Why'd you do that? There's just been a lot of bad decisions on Buck's part. And then you have to blame the players. I think Steve Cohen is the one that you don't blame. He he all he can do is provide the money for the baseball people to make the decisions. Steve Cohen didn't sign Scherzer. He didn't sign Verlander. He said, here's a ton of money. Do with it the best that you can. Yeah. And look what he's done with the money.
1: It's been horrible. Yeah. I I can't argue with that. Mm, I can. I can because where's the big money, right? Verlander, it's Justin Verlander, four eight five, it's Justin Verlander, Scherzer. Okay, but then you got him for another. Like, is that contract doing well? No, but it's doing better than the other option. And take yourself back to the the off season. If they didn't sign Degrom or Verlander, they were going to come for Epler's head, were they not? Maybe, but maybe you don't worry about that. Maybe they were coming for his head. Okay,
0: but they wouldn't. They may have come for his head in the moment. But as a general manager, like you have to have confidence in your own decisions and be able to make moves like getting John Gray, like getting Andrew Heaney, like those type of moves. He signed Jose Quintana. What's Jose Quintana's ERA? It's, It's zip because he hasn't pitched yet this year. Like, yeah, a lot of unfortunate things have happened. So, yeah, in the moment, you could say, like, if the Yankees didn't re-sign DJ LeMahieu in that moment, uh, Yankee fans would have come for their head. Now Yankee fans want DJ LeMahieu out of the lineup. Like, fans are reactive in the moment. You can't react to what the fans are going to yell at you in that exact moment. You have to do what's right for the team overall. So you can't just say, well, they'll come for my head, so I have to sign a 40-year-old Justin Verlander to $40 million per. That's bad business.
1: Yeah, I... I just think we're we're souring on this Verlander deal too quickly. Th- but that's it's not just here. the Verlander deal. Okay, so Scherzer, w- where are your other issues? Well, I'd have
0: to go through each, like, you, uh, you, if you could read me some of the yeah. contracts. So
1: David Robertson, he signed him to what, a one-year $10 million deal? Sure. Good deal. It's Robertson a is a who's sub off to two. a good start. Yeah, he's been a great closer. He's got a sub-two. Kodai Sanga, five years, 75. Been a good addition so far He's been much better lately Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Verlander Okay it hasn't started well Quintana unavailable It was a rib thing It's it's really hard for me to pin injuries On him especially when Quintana Was full blown durable last year But the thing is like you should have plenty Of depth if you have the highest payroll in Major League Baseball Yeah Um, McNeil That extension He's not off to a great start He's hitting 275. Like he hasn't been a total liability.
0: Sure. He hasn't been been good. He hasn't
1: lived up to the standard, but he hasn't been a waste of space. He's an everyday second baseman. Sure. Nimmo. How much money did he give McNeil though? 50 over five. Okay. Nimmo signed that. What? A hundred plus million dollar deal. Brandon Nimmo, 64 games hitting 280 with a 780 OPS. He's got an unbase at a 375 clip. Pretty good. The Vogelbach Holderbin one was objectively bad. Objectively yep. bad. The the rough one was objectively bad. Yep. Tommy Pham was a cheap free agent signing. He's got an 820 OPS. He's been yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. That that's my thing, man. Like those are all the deals that we were talking about with Billy Epler. And we're not looking at any of them like, oh my God, that was fucking egregious. Which one has been great? None of them. That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: you don't have one great one? Like, yeah, they haven't been horrible. He's not the worst GM of all time, but he hasn't been good. But you can't fire him. You can't come for his head right now. No, you can't come for any GM's head after you win 101 games the year before and it's 31 and 35. I'm not calling for his firing. What I am saying is that I understand where Mets fans are coming from, looking at the payroll, looking that you pay more in taxes than the team you're looking up against in in the standings, and I don't think it's all on Epler either. I mentioned Buck Showalter as a issue. Yeah. Lindor has been terrible. He's your huge, huge signing too. He has not been good. Like, it's not all on Billy Epler, no. but
1: objectively, Billy Epler has not been good. Here's my thing, and the last guy that I want to pin it on as a player, but I like you kind of have to pin it on Tyler McGill, Carlos Carrasco, and David Peterson at this point. Like, they've been horrible starters. Carrasco's been better lately, but ag- Agreed. I mean, got he's getting five, back seven, and eight starts. He's yeah. I get- mean, his
0: last three have been. Yeah, I agree. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been mean, good. So, like, McGill has been horrible. That's the thing. You've easy. got. Remember, he was getting starts. I mean, he's now in
1: triple A. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, it's bad. You, you've got losses here. You've got scheduled losses here. And the Mets shouldn't have scheduled losses. I'm with you. But that's the way the cookie crumbled this year. Unfortunately.
0: That's where I'm at. I think there's a lot to blame. I understand Mets fans wanting the head of Billy Epler and Buck Showalter. Should either of them be fired? No, they can't be fired right now. It's still early. It's 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 before the All Star break. Like we got we got to see this thing through. These are the guys. This is the plan. You can't just give up on the plan when you're 31 and 35. Yeah. Now, if they're they go on crazy more losing streaks, and by the All Star break, they're 10 games under five hundred. We can have a discussion then, but right now they shouldn't. But like I said, I understand where they're coming from.
1: Yeah. All right. That's it for me. We're almost set with the field in Omaha. So you and Arm are going to chat with Pete Flaherty about, uh, about the College World Series, right?
0: Yes, sir. We're going to talk about Quinn Matthews' unbelievable game. The last thing I want to wrap on, Brandon Crawford came in oh, and okay. pitched against the Chicago Cubs. And he threw one inning, and he actually looked pretty good. I just thought it was so funny that in his post-game presser, he's been joking around with his pitching staff saying pitching ain't all that hard and that they're probably mad at him now that he has a zero zero ERA. And he, he said that he proved that pitching isn't that hard. I, I think Brandon Crawford's post-game presser was one of the funniest of the season so far. So definitely go check that out. Go check out his outing because his fastball, according to Graphs, was not that different from a certain starting pitcher on the Royals.
1: Yeah, so I, I saw a quick screenshot. Like, it was comparing fastball Velo in shape to that of Zach Granky's, and it's not totally far off, which is such a weird thing. Um, cause you know what Greinke, I thought? What Grinky has thrown
0: change ups that are faster, faster than, than some of his fastballs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's I, such a weirdo. I think he's sitting 89 with his fastball and he's thrown some change ups at 90 or 91. And you know, there are some baseball fans who are like, well, that's not a changeup if it's faster. If it's gripped like a changeup, yeah, it's a changeup. And it spins yeah. like a changeup, and its I... profile is a changeup. Then what is it? Is it a fucking fastball? I don't just, think so.
0: Just don't question it anymore. I mean, just it's great question it. He's, don't. he's not
1: he's off the reservation. It's not someone that you could go oh. in and actually analyze. That's my favorite thing. I've, I've talked about the Marlins, like high speed <laughs> change ups. Sandy's high velocity change up. Edward Cabrera's high velo change up. You know, there are a couple other guys doing the high velo change like 95. And my my favorite clapback is that's not a change up. Yes, it is. They, they hold it, is. it like this yeah. and they pronate. It's a change up.
0: I guess I understand where people are coming from because the idea of a changeup is it's changing up the speed. So it should have a larger speed differential than the fastball. So I get it. But
1: when they hold it like that, they throw it. I mean, what are we supposed to do? It's the pitch. If it yeah. talks like a changeup and it fucking walks like a changeup, then it's a changeup. It's a, a changeup. Change.
0: But that'll do it for this episode of the just baseball show. Thank you all again for listening. And the best way to support is to go get your just baseball merch. I'm rocking my just baseball athletic T go get yours in the episode description. Of course we are sponsored by BetMGM, the King of sports books, sign up and deposit into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses using promo code JUSTBASEBALL. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Make sure you use promo code JUSTBASEBALL on BetMGM. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, if you're not a gambler and you don't want to spend any money, but you do want to support, We do greatly appreciate it. You can do it by subscribing on YouTube or rating and reviewing this podcast five stars, whether that be on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That's Jack, I'm Peter. And with that, thank you, everybody.